Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast, Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we continued our series, CBC at the Movies, and I looked at the movie Creed 2. Today, I'll be joined by Donna and Nick to discuss the Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, welcome. We're here doing the podcast. This is Donna. I'm here with Nick and Eric, and we're talking about Creed 2 this morning. Welcome, guys. Morning. Good morning. Okay, so Eric, just to start, anything you want to say that you didn't say or anything to start with? <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing this one. Um, uh, yeah, there's sometimes you do movies where it is what it is. This one I was really excited to do, I think. Um, you know, for all the obvious reasons, there's it's the guy movie of boxing, fighting, that whole thing. But, um, you know, to be honest, when I was watching the film, I enjoyed it for what it was. It's like a typical Rocky movie. But watching it, I was like, I don't think I can do anything with this because it's the same story over and over. You know, the fighter who loses first and wins second, right? Yeah. It wasn't until that, that closing scene where... Ivan Jirago throws in the towel that it caught my attention. I said, oh, I think there's something here, you know. So obviously the boxing part, but I think that that one, the, the idea, the, the role the fathers play on both main characters, that was a huge thing. Like the impact that the fathers had on their kid's life and the pressure and the expectations that get transferred. And then just that idea of, you know, Ivan Drago throwing in the towel, embracing his son, you know, and mm-hmm. him being the one to say, it's okay, it's okay. That's what caught my attention, mm-hmm. you know, and it's why I enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very insightful. I didn't even, and I, I probably wouldn't even have seen that. Um, so, yeah, it raises a lot of just why and the the whole father issue thing, which I felt like you brought up and maybe you guys want to speak to. Any thoughts on that? I think in general, I, in, I mean, with risk of sounding completely stereotypical, I love the movie, love the sermon. Um, I thought it was really powerful and just a mix of sort of fight rhetoric combined with, um, the, the whole father son dynamic. I thought like there's a lot of meat there, um, at least for me from a subjective standpoint. So. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good. I thought it was powerful. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, you know, the the thing that came to mind over and over was that the idea of sins being passed on from generation to generation, mm-hmm. right? And you have two fathers who, because they are discontent and dissatisfied with their life, that discontentment gets passed down to their kids, right? So on one hand, there's Adonis Creed, Apollo Creed, he doesn't even know his dad for the most part, but his, you know, in the story is his father gets killed boxing because even after he's accomplished everything, he's, you know, former world champion, he's retired, he has a comfortable life, you know, it's not enough for him. And he has to step back into the ring to try to prove it to himself. And that's what ends up killing him. Right. Mm-hmm. And that gets transferred to his son who now has to go through an entire life of, without a dad, right? And trying to make up for that and feeling like he needs to 
defend the name, defend the reputation. And then obviously on the other hand, Drago's side where he loses the fight. Ivan Drago loses the fight. You know, the whole story of him being banished by his country, his wife, everybody. And now he's pouring it all on his son, right? Who feels like he has to do everything he can to defend the name, defend the reputation. So, you know, just thinking from, from an earthly perspective, even in the real world, while we're not fighting for champion titles in a boxing ring, how a parent's discontent, dissatisfaction with their own life can impact the kid's life, right? Hmm. So that part of it to me, where I just like, I, I, you know, as a, a parent, I see it. I see how it easily, my own insecurities, my own fears, my own woulda, shoulda, coulda's in life gets poured out onto my kids and they feel like they need to do it. I see it, you know, I see it in youth sports. Yeah. Right? I'm in a basketball gym all yeah. the time mm-hmm. with parents who it's obvious, yeah. you know, they're just projecting their own onto their kids. And, and I'm sure it's the same in academics and in dance and th- anything you can think of, right, where that can easily get put onto the kids yeah. and they have to carry the, our burdens you know, mm. and it becomes, yeah, just a weight that they have to carry and basically a performance-based, uh, kind of a conditional love that yeah. they need to earn, they feel like they need to earn. Yeah. Anything to add, Nick? <laughs> I mean, the, kind of the thought on that was, uh, I didn't actually see the movie, so um, all I saw was those clips. And I, I think about that one scene with uh, Sylvester Stallone with, with Rocky where he basically tells him he's not going to train him. Mm. And I kind of think about the way that God journeys with us. Cause on one hand you can look at that whole thing of generational sin, um, just a lack of, of, of wisdom and discernment. Yet God allows us to make our own mistakes, allows us to kind of go through with these fights that are foolish, that feed our egos. Um, but then he's there to kind of pick up the pieces in the end. Um, and I think the way we, we react can often be um, k- kind of one of abandonment. You know, God, where were you when this? And it's like, well, I'd, yeah, I never promised my, my blessing kind of in that endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought that was kind of an interesting kind of side thought mm, of, yeah. of kind of our spiritual journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what did you think, Donna? Um, well, and this is why it's hard for me to think of questions to ask, is, as you know. I'm not real into boxing movies <laughs> and just the physicality and the violence. It's just cringe worthy to me mm. just to watch it. Like, I don't understand why he would be lying in a hospital bed, all beaten up, broken to, you know, to that point and then decide to fight again. Like, so I don't just get the appeal of the whole boxing thing. I get the father issues more, but yeah, the whole boxing thing is like, Ooh, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I know you've mentioned it before, before the podcast, of yeah. just how unappealing that is, and, yeah. and and that's why. But you know, I feel it's impo- so important you're here. That as we're talking about movies, we're you know fr- viewing it from different angles to get that perspective mm-hmm. too. Where I'm sure there's others who watch these clips and thought the same thing as, as well. So, so do you admire his courage to fight again? Because I watch it and I think, that's so stupid. <laughs> Why does he do that? You know, and, and I get there's all the father stuff. But it's like, and then this is what I've read is that it's the resilience. It's the hero myth. It's the rising from the failure and the courage. So does that what resonates with the boxing movies or 
do you cringe when you watch it also? I mean, I, I, I don't cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, probably, you know, uh, watching too many of those kinds of movies yeah. as a kid and you're numb to it. Um, you know, there is like the, I don't want to say in a negative way, the fleshly or whatever, but there is a part, you know, as a guy growing up where you just like those kinds of movies. Like the action, like the rising up, the losing first, the training, the you know, the intensity, the courage, get back in there, and you, and you win, you know, and and as you get older, you go, okay, it's a movie, you enjoy it for what it is, but you know, realistically, how often does something like that happen? You know, where the underdog who who literally gets pummeled the first time mm-hmm. can come back and win the second, you know, because you trained harder, yeah, you know, because you're like the other guy, he trained harder too, yeah. <laughs> so there's that whole part of it as well. Um, so I enjoy it for that part. It's, um, you know, brings back, you know, the childhood memories. It's kind of that whole, that idea. But I think for, for this one, um, the, the thing that came back over and over for me was just the why, right? And that's the, mm-hmm. like, why do you do it? So on one hand, it's courageous. It's okay. It's great to, you know, conquer your fears and, and go at it. But this other side of like, what's the ultimate motive? Right. Why get in that ring in the first time? Why get back in there the second time? And if you follow the train of thought of the movies, right, going back to Rocky Four, that same motive that got Adonis in the ring the first time and the second time is the same motive that got his dad killed. Mm-hmm. Right. So that part of like, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't end well. Yeah. And I think the movie alludes to that by showing Rocky at the very end you know, choosing not to get back into the ring and he's just sitting by himself and he's in the shadows and away from the limelight and he doesn't even have his own name on his back. It's somebody else's name, right? So that's the part that, you know, part of the story that um, I think it's it's subtly implied, Mm -hmm. but that got my attention and found that was like, and I tried to make the connection and I, you know, I think in a movie series, it's hard to talk about everything, but kind of, you know, oh, actually like, to get in that ring to do this over and over like it's not healthy when the motive is not healthy mm-hmm. yeah. any thoughts nick <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my question <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah. um yeah i mean it, I, I think in a way when we take a step back it's this it's the same narrative that inspires all of humanity whether it's like so i've young girls and so at bedtime we read books like misty copeland you know the ballerina mm-hmm. of color who made it out of san pedro mm-hmm. same thing it's like s- cards are stacked against you um you're faced with opposition and and you work hard and you prevail you know and that same human spirit that same narrative i think takes so many different backdrops and this is just happens to be one that you know resonates with a certain demographic mm-hmm. um but the story is the same i would mm-hmm. say the thing that, um, and I remember watching these Rocky movies as a kid that sort of burst my bubble a little bit. I remember watching with my brothers and just getting really pumped up. And, you know, as a, I don't know, five-year-old kid, you're just thinking, you know, this is so cool. I remember my dad walking into the room and he said something like, you know, it's not real, right? Like w- one of those blows would knock you out. Like there's no <laughs> way you can just take five to the head, give five to the head and keep going. And I was like, what? And then another time when I, I used to work um, 
uh, as an extra in movies. I met Syl- Sylvester Stallone. And it was it's kind of interesting because the dude's actually tiny. Like, hmm. and this is me as a kid. And I was like, that's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> um, and then the other side of it is I, I think for me, just kind of dabbling a little bit in jujitsu, MMA. Um, yeah, any one of those hits and you're like, you're done. You know? So it's like, okay. So it doesn't actually go down like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Donna, in terms of, uh, you know, stepping away from the fighting, but just mm-hmm. that parallel, right? Uh-huh. Do you see any parallels? Um, maybe, you know, not so much father to their children, but how moms or other ways that the same expectations, you know, motives can be placed on kids, whether directly, indirectly, um, that come to mind. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, Brene Brown and others talk about how um, for men, the the biggest cause of shame is weakness. Hmm. And for women, it's appearance. Hmm. And yeah, and if that's what appeals with the boxing movies is that strength and the courage and the power and the winning. And, and if it's the same like with the, you know, pretty women and Beauty and the Beast and, and all the girl hmm. movies, it's that overcoming from something in terms of appearance and just it's a different emotional need so that was just kind of what I was thinking that um yeah that it it's just the physical pain and brutality that bothers me but maybe it's in the in the girly movies it's the emotional pain that Mm. that is um something that has to be overcome I don't know that's just where my thoughts went with that yeah that's that's really interesting and powerful because I can I can watch this kind of movie like Rocky or whatever and kind of begin to make these connections of like, you know, like this doesn't end well. You know, this while it while it's heroic and it's fun to watch, it feels good, like actually that's a dangerous path. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I could watch Beauty and the Beast and that doesn't even come to mind. Mm-hmm. Right? That that could project a message to my daughters. Mm-hmm. Of you know this is, you know this is what it means to be a woman, or mm-hmm. this is the ideal, and, and this is the the way to the top, and this is what happiness looks like, yeah. and to be guarded by that same, you know the same way that, you know that maybe a Rocky movie or, you know seeing dads in a basketball gym and saying this is unhealthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not watching those kinds yeah, of things and the feeling the same way exactly things. right yeah. or just all the necessary things that sometimes go into things like dance and theater, all the makeup, the dress and mm-hmm. it saying, well, what kind of message does that send yeah. to? So yeah. yeah, that's a powerful connection. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thought that I had done, Don, as you were sharing is I think on one hand we could look at the foolishness of humanity, whether that's men or women, whatever the platform, um, you think how barbaric, how backwards. But then at the same time, you look at Jesus on the cross and the way that he chose to uh, make the wrongs of humanity right. He chose to do it through a very physically violent, emotionally abusive mm-hmm. um, way. And and that that's the way that God chose to do it. And so there's something, I think, to the humanity that, that God uh, embraces and embodies. Uh, I think is worth worth paying attention to. Mm, mm, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think part of what we've tried to look at in this series and the reason we started doing the whole movie series is because movies reflect so much of our culture and what our culture wants and needs. And I think maybe you brought that out in this movie, you know, just that whole idea of it's not achievement, it's not winning that makes us acceptable, you know, and bringing it back to, you know, Mm -hmm. how God loves us and, you know, how God invites us into a life of rest and to to trusting him. So I think that's very powerful in this movie, too, Mm. that that desire to achieve and to win. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't able to show these clips, but the movie starts off with Ivan Drago training his son, Victor. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're living in this rural area, remote, you know, they're poor, and he's just running with him, training him, right? And then you go through the whole movie and, you know, the whole arc of the story, he loses, he embraces him and hugs him, it's okay, it's okay. And then one of the scenes at the end is just him running side by side with his son again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so you go, you know, I think the external of, of what we do in this world um, as believers with God and as unbelievers, like it could look the same, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, from the outside, it could look the same. And some say it should look the same. We should work hard and, mm-hmm. you know, use our gifts and maximize our talents. But it, it's the motive that, Mm-hmm. needs to be different right Absolutely. and from the beginning of the the movie the motive we know is for him to you know just rebuild the name the reputation the drago name right mm-hmm. but at the end of the movie it's a different motive now mm-hmm. right after having gone through that and it's just perhaps them enjoying you know mm-hmm. the sport the relationship so i think in many ways what you're saying donna like what it ultimately comes down to where do we find our value where do we where do we place our trust? Like there's nothing wrong with working hard and striving and accomplishing, but it, it's the why we do what we do. And if we're, if we're doing it, you know, for security, if we're doing it for, you know, the, the applause of people, it, you know, at least what I think the movie is saying and what's true in scriptures, it's just not going to end well. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's not wise to pursue that, right. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, walking with God and ultimately, doing it because he either calls us to do it, he's gifted us to do it, but ultimately trusting him. And um, yeah, so that's where the, those are the small things in the movie that I was really, I was drawn to, mm-hmm. wanted to communicate. And there's so much there, but you know, you can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's hard to communicate everything in, in the sermon. Yeah. I feel like that's almost another sermon in and of itself. The whole idea of, of training from the right place. Because I think part of the downside of, of our version of Christianity of uh, you are fully accepted, totally fine, um, and it's all by God's grace. But at the same time, scripturally, we're invited to train really hard. Where you know, Paul uses the imagery of a runner, a soldier, a farmer, uh, and a fighter. He says, you know, don't train as if to beat the air. He says, train with purpose. You know, to to connect. Um, and uh, I think that's something that the movie brought out. Like, what is that drive? Um, and as a Christian, ask that question, how do I do that in a way that is healthy and kingdom-centered? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I absolutely agree yeah, that there's some, a lot of work there. Yeah, because in the, in the movie, too, and you, obviously time was limiting, but that was the big difference from Adonis from the beginning, too, and with the second fight. You know, first fight, I got to defend the name. These guys are talking... Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking ish about my family. I, yeah. I got to take them. And then the second part of it, you know, he finds out he's going to be a dad. And he ultimately, he's like, I just love doing this. So the motive's different. Now, you know, obviously, there's other part that's, you know, fictional part where you're just like, oh, okay, it's fun to watch. But 
I think tapping into that that motive and drive and why we do it, right? Scripture, what you know, I think Scripture says and shows that if we, if we, you know, live with the right motive, right, mm-hmm. to serve God and humbly come before Him, in the end, we're actually going to work harder. Yeah. Right. Like we're actually going to be wiser. Mm-hmm. We're going to train better. We're going to sacrifice more. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, so that's the part, you know, and I think it's important. Because I do hear that that sometimes we talk about grace so much, right? You don't find your value in this. You don't find your um, acceptance in these things. So it kind of gives people permission to like not work hard, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of just say, oh, okay, well, they said mm-hmm. school doesn't matter. Grades don't matter. Career don't matter. And And while that is true, right, there's the other side of that coin of like, you know, but God calls us to live a certain way, to be wise with our time, with our gifts, and and it's actually going to create a different hunger, a different drive that'll actually, I think, lead us to to work harder, mm-hmm. to do more things. And it's hard to capture, you know, and it's hard to kind of capture both in, in one talk. But I think that that thing you pointed out about is true yeah. in these situations. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, going back to that last clip, because that, that in, interaction between Ivan and his son, that it's okay, I accept you, you know, I still love you, that was very surprising to me. And, and as you pointed out, it was surprising in the movie to have gone through all that training and to have trained him just to win here and then to love him anyway. Um, and I feel like that speaks to us as parents, and you guys brought this up earlier in the podcast, you know, just the idea of how we as parents, you know, affect our kids um, and our expectations of them and how much we want them to succeed and to do well and to make the grades. But just the importance of being able to communicate that love and acceptance at the same time. And I think for a lot of us, we didn't get that from our parents. Mm. So it's extra hard for us to do that with our own kids. Um, do you see that for yourselves? Just that maintaining that balance of kind of pushing them and also loving them and accepting them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, I think, yeah, and sometimes it's so hard because you, you kind of lean one way and then you kind of realize, oh, no, like I'm, you know, like my kids, I kind of when they're born, when they're young, I always, I felt like I wanted to intentionally affirm them, love them, just remind them that it's not about what they do. And, you know, when they're young, it's fine, you know, and you just feel like, oh, this is good. But now as they're getting older and you see the laziness come out, you see the rebellious <laughs> side come out, it's like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I need to kind of rein this in a little bit and start coming yeah. with the, you know, the other side of like, Hey, you got to work hard. You got So I, you know, it's just, it's just a, such a hard yeah. balance and, and, you know, I think it's a discovery and, it, and a privilege as a parent, but realizing like, okay, this is a lot more complicated mm-hmm. than I thought, you know, like both are true, you know, like, yeah. And I see those scriptures of just raising up a child, you know, in the way that he or she should go, right? And going, okay, I, I, you know, so much of it is discerning, okay, God, like what season are they in now? What is the, the truth and message they need to hear now? What do they need to feel now? And as much as I love for it to be a formula, you know, or just the, somebody give me a book and just tell me what to do, so much of it is knowing what to do, but the big part, I think, is knowing when to do it, yeah. how to do it. And each child is different and every life situation is different. And I don't know, Don, I'm, we know we're just getting started, <laughs> but you know, I realize, oh, it's, it's every day is a new day and it's different. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I don't know. How about for you? Um, yeah, it's always it's always tough because when you're looking back, because you see so many of the mistakes. Um, and in my two kids, they're very different. And um, and I think it's it's discerning those differences in them and, and in what they mm-hmm. need. Um, I feel like there are things I did that were really good and things that I wish I'd done differently or I'm not sure why they are the way they are and <laughs> what I could have done differently. But yeah, maintaining that, yeah, that balance. I was just at a birthday party where there was um, an eight-year-old who was um, running wild and her parents were just really loving and affirming. And I just thought, man, you need to be more firm. <laughs> you need to be more, you know, take care of this. Um, yeah. So I feel like that balance is always hard. Um, and in the beginning, when they're babies, you just want to love them. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Nick? I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, any last thoughts? Anything else? No, I think I said everything. Okay, great. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.